Good afternoon. Happy Monday. Welcome to Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we do this every single day, at least Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as we do our best to help guide you in the journey to head back to the window to catch those winning tickets. Good to be here. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Um, Scott? What? Junior. Yes, Martin Luther King Jr. Not not the uh, 16th century reformationist. No, not him. Not, you're not you're not a 95 theses guy. <laughs> uh, it's good to be here. Good to be here indeed. Hope everybody is uh enjoy, hope first of all, I hope everybody's getting a day off. Hope you're in, if you are, I hope you're enjoying it and uh Scott, we're not. We're not. No, it's uh, not a lot of days off in this business. Uh, foot of snow here in southern West Virginia. Sucks. Sorry, Brownsbacker. Sorry, buddy. James S. is in the house, of course. Checking in early. Said New Orleans first half, Charlotte money line, and Bucks minus five. Put that at the beginning of the other show with Chris King. In, uh, yeah, Chris okay. King and Jim Williams. So, yeah. Well, so far, it looks like you are 2-0. Very got to nice. wait on the Bucks, but New Orleans got there, and Charlotte looks like they're going to get there. Very nice. And of course, don't forget to uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to not just our show, but uh, Chris King and Jim Williams over there, the Just Parlay Show. Get over there and like and subscribe there. If you do, download us in podcast form, rate and review all that stuff, and do check out those guys uh, doing Just Parlays every day, one thirty p.m. Eastern time. Fine show and some fine uh, handicappers over there in well. Uh, just booked Vegas March Madness rooms. Scott, you headed to Vegas for the madness. It's actually uh, funny that Brandon mentions that because a couple of days ago, I actually was looking into Vegas hotels for March Madness. So I would, I was actually hoping there'd be maybe a couple of games going on. If there were games in New York in my area, Barclay Center, etc., I probably would stay and watch some of the games probably go. I might go to Vegas for March Madness. Why not? It's something I always wanted to do. Very good. Um, unknown entity in the house. His army is dead to me. I, I had them. Uh, yeah, not a great second half there. They led by three, and then they gave up 45 points to Lafayette in the second half. Not good. Not, not good. Not, not good, good at all. By the way, guys, we do want you to like and subscribe, or else there will be dire consequences, because if you don't, the Eagles and, play- and Steelers will be in the playoffs every fucking year. How you like that seven seed, Scott? How's that working out for you? Pretty good plan. Seems like huh? a waste of space, unless you bet on the favorites, God. because then you had a good time. Utterly ridiculous. Uh, we, we, we'll get into this weekend's results. Few trends were broken. Um, going, going into this weekend, Scott, you know the last four years that uh, all teasers on sides had been 18-0, and 0, taking the underdog? Really? Yeah. Didn't yeah. know that. And they went, I believe they went two and uh, two and three over the weekend, or maybe three and two. I'm not sure. I have to, I'd have to think about it. But yeah, I know I know there was at least two where they didn't get there. Well, we're talking about six. Then Philly did not get there by about a hook. Right. P- Philly had the Eagles didn't get there either. Yeah, Philly had the Philly had the chance for the, uh, and of course New England didn't get there. Philly had the chance for the uh, backdoor cover there at the end, but they just didn't quite have enough time. I, I think Tampa Bay would have absolutely absolutely let them go the length of the field there but they just didn't have enough time so i feel like i don't have to reiterate it but i've mentioned it all year are we finally going to admit jalen hurts just isn't a great quarterback i think it's early i don't know we i don't know that is we it early that yet it is it's early okay um by the way guys we do want you to check out speaking of betting in new york check out the our, our new partnership with caesars um if you're not in new york you can do the uh regular deal that we've been telling you about where it's basically a first uh, first bet is on us and uh, they will match you up to a thousand and one dollars so you have a basically a risk-free proposition there uh, but they're also doing a deal in uh, in new york where you just simply go there and free cash, uh, free cash. yeah that's right you get to the bet is up to 3k there so if you're a big time player in the empire state do check that out as well uh, if you're not in New York, the the code that you want to remember is Video Winners, and if you are in the New York, the, New York it is what is it? Winers Video. Yeah, Winers Video. That's right. So I'm trying there, to think if it was Winers Video or Video Winers. I think it's. I thought I thought it was Winers first, but uh, uh, oh, let me see what we got here. Right, you check it, um, and, and I will tell you for the first time that we actually it is do Video Winers. Video Winers. Okay, there you go. So it's Video Winners, Video Winers. That's easy to remember. 
And of course, we for the first time we actually have been telling you the link is in the in the show description. Today it actually is. I actually have the link in there to uh, to connect you with Caesar. So yeah, check that out as well. Of course, void where prohibited. Make sure it's legal in your state, and you must be 21, of course, to gamble. And if you have a gambling problem, please seek proper help and call the toll-free number in your particular state. So, there you go, Scott. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, man. We got a lot of uh, NFL stuff to, to, to uh, catch up with. Uh, I think that's the beautiful thing, by the way, is that the games over the weekend, for the most part, were awful. You had about yeah. two good games. Uh-huh. You can make an argument one and a half because the Cowboys game really shouldn't have been as close as it was. But it was close and the referees, I don't want to say took over the game, but the two close games had pretty brutal officiating crews. Can we say that? Yeah, yeah, not good. Not good, man. The uh, the, the the Raiders-Cincinnati thing with the whistle and the... I think the Raiders one was worse. You know. And, of course, as a Cowboys fan, you can talk about all the calls that went against them. You cannot play or, or have a touchdown that gets blown dead in the middle and then after the game double down on claiming the touchdown came first when everybody's listening to it everybody well, knows the whistle blew in the middle of the play. well they about one and three quarter down they didn't quite double down they said we th- we thought that the touchdown came before the whistle they didn't say it for sure did i didn't see an apology of any kind no in the did you? no and in reality did it make a difference at all I would say no, which is why, in a way, I was kind of happy. Right. Because worst-case scenario, you call a sack, technically, because Burrow stepped out of bounds. Which he, he, ne- which he, never, which he never did. Which he yeah. never did. So I didn't mind it. But you can't have a post-game press conference with the refs and not at least acknowledge that they completely screwed the play up. Yeah, not good. I mean, it certainly wasn't because they didn't have enough conferences in that game. Holy shit. Yeah. All right. I want to say hi to some folks in the comment section here. Uh, unknown entity backs you up says Jalen Hurts isn't, isn't very good. I'm saying it's certainly He's possible. Not awful, but you can tell in the game he has kind of a noodle arm. He really cannot throw the ball that well down the field. Which was worse, Pats, Eagles, or Steelers? Uh, Patriots. 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 Have to have to be because you know the the Eagles what were, were. What were the expectations for the Eagles and the Steelers? You know the Eagles were at least I, I thought that the, fumbling the punt totally turned everything around. Is at least as far as covering the number any any chance? Why was Rieger still returning punts after he fumbled the punt? Well, yeah, I don't know. You know, it doesn't it, that that made no sense? But it, you're looking at the actual spread. Steelers were supposed to get killed, so I, I give them not, like you know they made it that that was it. I can't give the Steelers any hard times. The Eagles were supposed to get killed, so I'm not surprised that an eight point underdog lost by 15 which actually wasn't that bad because of garbage time mm-hmm. new england was about four yeah they didn't force a punt yeah like that's easily the worst performance of the week had you ever heard of a perfect game before that scott uh no you ever, never heard the phrase perfect game before i have in baseball the immaculate Does inning yeah well yeah i think i could i would compare it to the immaculate inning yeah but yeah the perfect game just to recap they scored touchdowns on every drive no punts no turnovers uh, no points allowed, right? You had a half ended on a kickoff return because it was after the field goal at the end of the first half by New England, and you had kneel downs. Yeah. So every drive where Allen actually tried to score, they scored. <laughs> that was pretty much all you have to say. I see, says the Cowboys stink bad. Ugh, I hate to say it, but I... I They're probably bringing McCarthy back, so uh, super, whatever that means. Super slice said bad call for my Raiders, but they had so many penalties, three holding calls on one drive. Yeah, that's the thing. If, if you want Every to see a running play was a holding penalty. If you want to see how a game should be officiated, watch the Chiefs Pittsburgh game last night. I thought that was a, I thought that was a well officiated game on both sides. Um, you know, either side could make a, a case. Well, they missed this call. Yeah, but they let them play. The fucking mm-hmm. penalties didn't decide that game, and I and I really like to see that. So of course you call some, but I'm okay with seeing equal hand checking on wide receivers on the outside. If you're gonna hand fight, don't call anything. James S. said, I was reading that officiating crew is not going to be allowed to ref any playoff games for a while. Yeah, that was, a, that was a weird deal. Jerome Boger had been pretty much left out of the playoff mix for his entire career until last year, and then he was, again, uh, a referee this year. There's, uh, he's not without controversy, is Jerome Boger. Um, that whistler cost me a three-leg parlay by the hook. I read the Yeah, there you go. Um, what's up, T-Train? Hopefully staying warm up there. D from Detroit is here. Good luck, guys. Absolutely. Um, Brown's back, of course, in the house, and uh, yeah, let's get to it, Scott. Let's—we got a lot to talk about, so let's 
Let's do our thing as we usually do. Let's find out who uh, who are <laughs> who are the people that did well and who were the people that did poorly. Who took it in the shorts and who walked off with the well-deserved victory? We'll start it off as we always do with the Monday edition of Call the Cops. All right, we're looking at the NFL. We're looking at my Chiefs. If you had the Steelers, Chiefs first half under 23 and a half points. Zero points in the first quarter. You're looking good. Yeah, 28 points in the second quarter. You left Patrick Mahomes a minute on the clock. Can't do it. Can't do it. You thought they might go down there and somehow be able to kick a field goal. Nope. Drove right. Field goal, you still lose. Drove right down. Scored the touchdown right before halftime. Got for some reason found Kelsey free for what thirty five yards on that play. The fuck you. Twenty. Why? Why guard him? The fuck you. Not cover Kelsey down the sideline. Good lord. Anyway, if you had the under there, if you had the, uh, I don't know what else you had. Maybe maybe you had Pittsburgh plus seven. You might have been looking at a Pittsburgh team total under in the full game. You could add. Yeah, that's true. That's very true too. The garbage time got killed there. But anyway, we we put it out first half under twenty three and a half. If you had that one. So many things there, but you can definitely call the cops. And looking at the second one, if you had the Raiders and Bengals under 48, it really came down to Carr potentially leading his team on a game-winning drive. Of course, you had the a goal stand by Cincinnati's defense, but you had 11 scoring drives, and you think immediately you're good to go. Can I interest you in eight field goals? Game landed 45. Oof. <laughs> Three punts in the entire game, and the game goes under. Unbelievable! And, uh, finally, if you had uh, if you had that Scotty Miller prop, you're thinking, hey, you know, Tampa Bay's got a kind of a depleted receiving core. Maybe Scotty Miller's going to get some. He's, he did get some. If you had him over eight and a half, surely you can get there. Well, he starts off eight yard catch there early in the second quarter. He's got he's got almost three quarters to get just one more fucking catch. How many did he get, Scott? Zero. That's right. He finished with uh, eight yards. Congratulations. Yeah, it's Scotty Miller over eight and a half. Oh, call the cops. It was actually even worse because I saw this all over Twitter because I'm pretty sure McAfee, who has his podcast, does a promo with FanDuel where he does a people's parlay where he gives out his picks and people can tail him kind of thing. Okay. So he had the Miller over and Miller had eight and a half. Final drive. They're all screaming for him to get the ball. Can I interest you in a nine yard handoff? <laughs> That's right. I knew I saw him touch the ball again. That's right. I forgot he got, it was a handoff. Little there. jet sweep action, but that doesn't count. Nope, doesn't. He's fast, Scotty Miller. Yes, he is. He is fast. All right. Well, there was some good news, and you might have been there yesterday. You know who you are, but now you get to brag about it to everybody because uh, you, you, my Barack Obama, you, Scott, you were sitting in the rocking chair. So, first one, if you had Tampa Bay, minus eight against Philadelphia, you led by 17 at the half, you're up 31 after three quarters. Some garbage time touchdowns here and there, but Tampa won by 16. It was really never in doubt. There you go. Yeah, the 49ers, plus the three, as my premium players, had a good premium weekend, Scott. Went 4-0 and on the NFL picks on the premium side, so... I think the Niners uh, plus three was like the only game I got right on the side in the entire weekend. It was solid. It was solid. Uh, they never trailed. They won by six. A little bit of sweat there at the end, but Dallas looked like absolute fumble fucks. <laughs> was there, though? I mean, touchdown, they win by one. Well, yeah. The spread, I mean, the spread was never in doubt. The money line was no. The spread was No, ne- the spread was never in doubt. That's... I was gonna. I was gonna text you that, that that's a great feeling having plus three as Dallas goes as Dallas is down six mm-hmm. and goes for the final drive. So, uh, yeah. And finally, you know, we have to talk about it. And there's just a lot of rocking chairs in this one, but we chose the over. If you had the Patriots Bills over forty four, yeah, thirty points in the first half, thirty four points in the second half. The game landed sixty four. All kinds of rocking chairs in that game. If you had Bills money line, Bills to cover. Bill's team total over, which is what my premium players had. We had over 24 Allen and a half. rushing yards, Allen touchdowns over, yep. really anything you wanted. Yep, all of that. I saw FanDuel. You actually had a rocking chair for a 20-to-1 prop. They had, well, an offensive lineman have a receiving touchdown, and the Bills had one. Oh, so nice. you didn't even have to sweat through the weekend. You had one on, you had one on Saturday, 20-to-1. Yeah, and, and you had one Sunday night as well. So, yeah. Thick six, buddy. Is that the best, best term ever? It was a thick 12 because we had two of them. That's very good. Very good. All right, let's check in on the comment section here. 
Yes, we got another Russian spam guy. I've been trying to I've been trying to pun him. Lawrence Anthony says been sidelined the last two weeks. Good to be back. Listen to two of the best handicappers around. Thanks, brother. L.A. L.A. in the house. Good to have you Represent. back. Glad you're feeling better or uh, whatever. I'm glad whatever you were doing for the last two weeks. I'm glad it's over and you've come through it well. Uh, Browns back are coming to the dark side. Hen Kansas City first half minus six and a half. Well done. Well done indeed. Uh, you read Cyrillic, Scott? I do not. He's gone then. See ya. All right. Again, quick reminder, now that we have kind of a, a fuller house, we are doing our live broadcast tonight. Make sure you check in with us. Uh, we'll be on the air somewhere in the neighborhood of 8 p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. Central. I think you got about a, it's 15 as far as the game time goes, 15 or 20. So we'll be there a little bit before the game time to get it kicked off. I'd love to see you. What, what do you need the Mannings for when you got the Scots, huh? No reason. I mean, you're going to bring in a couple of guests in there, Russell. Who cares? They're not in the playoffs. We're not bringing any. We're not bringing any fucking guests. It's just us. Just us yammering at you for about three and a half hours. So enjoy the shit out of that. Um. Oh, other housekeeping thing. We'll be doing our show late tomorrow. Scott is flying to, uh, well, let's see. He's a Jew in New York. Where is he going for the winter? Any, any guesses? Uh, Las Vegas, Arizona, Hawaii. Where are you going, Scott? Show me Florida. He's going to Florida. That's right. East Coast, I'm assuming. Uh, That is correct. Yeah, it's the I'm going to Florida. That's the law. So he'll be down there. He's, he'll be flying. So we'll be doing the show around an hour later. Is that what you're predicting? Uh, half an hour, hour later, give or take. Okay. All right, fair enough. So yeah, make Keep sure. Keep an eye for three thirty to four to four Eastern time. And if you normally tune in on Facebook, you were unable to do that today. I've got some technical problems. My Facebook was hacked about six months ago. I guess I've told you this where I just I gave it up, but it's somehow linked and it's expired. And I've got to fucking figure out how to fix that and still have access to the Winners and Winers Facebook account. So hopefully I'll have that done by tomorrow. So hopefully we'll be back on Facebook tomorrow. Um, Eli Manning is Deadwood. <laughs> he, he kind of is. He's, he, it's really sort of the Peyton show. Uh, kinda. You, you kind of knew going in that Peyton was going to be the one who did most of the heavy lifting. I don't think Eli's bad. No. But I think Peyton's clearly the star of the show. By the way, uh, the Peyton Manning Saturday Night Live sketch, one of the top 10 sketches of all time. When he's With the, the kids? Yes. The big, the big brother. That's just freaking hilarious if you've never seen it if you're one of these edge lords the freaking Friday night life hasn't been funny for 20 years check that sketch out check that sketch out i don't think it's a good show but they have a couple of good skits every now and then yeah, they do all right scott so let's run through these games here real quick uh bengals took care of the raiders raiders made a game of it were you uh, surprised by anything in that one i thought the raiders would cover and they were really really close to covering they didn't the story of the game was really just red zone execution. Mm -hmm. Both teams really weren't that good at it. And I feel like the Raiders had a couple of brutal holding calls on almost every running play they had, yeah. which killed a couple of drives. But Cincinnati did whatever it wanted in the passing game. Chase was wide open pretty much the entire game. The ground game did nothing. But Burrow looked really good. And the main takeaway that I had was that Hendrickson better be healthy next week because they need him against Tennessee. Defense was good, Burrow was good, Chase was good, but the red zone offense needs a little bit of tightening up. So somebody was asking about uh, Super Bowl futures, and we'll kind of tie it in as we go through the game. So, Scott, in that game, you've got the Cincinnati Bengals coming out of there. They are plus 1,200. They meet Tennessee this weekend. How do you like them as a as a uh, Super Bowl future? Any, any, uh, any desire to put plus 1,200 money down? I guess the argument would be they already beat Kansas City once. Okay. It did involve a couple of ref, let's just say, calls down the stretch in that goal line stand, but it was a very close game. I think they're live against Tennessee, okay. so I, I think that they have a chance to make it to the following round. I guess the one question that I have for you is, can they stop potentially a healthy Derrick Henry with the injuries to the defensive line? Because besides Hendrickson and besides that, they also lost the D tackle yesterday. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be able to hold up up front. I don't see how they do it. I, I, I'd love to see that happen because that would mean the Chiefs get, you know, obviously the, the championship game, if they would beat Buffalo, would come through Kansas City. Uh, I did want to see Cincinnati play them instead of the, the Raiders. I thought they'd have more explosive uh, possibilities on the offensive side, but the defensive side, you'd definitely give up some on run defense. I think that's the counter, is that even if Henry plays well, if Cincinnati scores, let's just say 27 points, 
do you trust Tannehill this year to lead Tennessee to 28? Probably not. Right. Uh, Joan is checking in. What's up, Joan? Haven't seen you in a while. She says, uh, I read someplace that Peyton, Eli, and Archie are contemplating buying the Broncos. Um, you hear anything? Well, yeah. because Newton said that. Yeah. I've, that Peyton was considering it. Right. But, you know, when they say that, you're considering, it's like, it's like saying Mahomes bought part of the Royals. You know, the... the, the the Broncos 2%. are the Broncos are going to go for somewhere around two billion dollars, give or take. Yeah. Now these guys, uh, obviously Archie and, and Peyton have had very successful post football careers. They're not in that league. No, they're not in. So they might be able to put together the money and the loans to buy five percent, maybe. It's like LeBron owning a percentage of the Red Sox right. or any of these organizations. It's like, oh, huge deal for LeBron. It's like he owns a 16th of the team. With a, ver- that. With a very few number of exceptions, the guys that have had like incredible second careers, when you talk about people that have that kind of money, you're not talking about sports people. You know, LeBron they- probably could buy a team or two, but of course, the first person you think of is Jordan. Yeah. Jordan. Now, Jordan is, is, is certainly possible, but I don't even know how much. I don't know. LeBron's made over a billion at this point. Has made you think LeBron's made over a billion? Yeah. In, endor- in endorsements, with the lifetime contract he has now with Nike and everything, yeah, I'm sure he has over a billion dollars at this point. Okay. Or at least close to it. I know Tiger has over a billion. If he wanted to buy a team, he could, but he's busy trying to play at this point. I don't think he'd ever actually want to own a team. But Jordan, of course, is the gold standard for a player who has a ton of money post playing and can own about 45 different teams. That's Jordan. Like that, That's the ceiling. All right. So the other game is here. Uh, Buffalo absolutely cut through the Patriots like hot butter. Everything we talked about the Patriots was, was true. Defense was overrated. Uh, Mac Jones not ready for prime time. Got the Bills plus 475, Scott. They're the third betting favorite. A little bit of value there. You can make a case. Uh, you want to talk about this game first? Sure, I will. I mean, there's not really much to say. They they played a, a fantastic game. It was frigid, frigid temperatures. Uh, people made them may, constantly make the mistake of thinking that it, uh, low temperatures automatically equal an under. I just uh, like the under because I dared Mac Jones to do anything. I got that part right. Yeah, just Josh Allen was unstoppable. That's really the part I didn't account for. I think there's. I think there's. I think that's good value at plus four seventy five on the Bills. If the Bills play like they did Sunday or Saturday night, rather. Uh, somebody's gonna have to play a perfect game to beat them. You know, they may, and yeah. now obviously they're probably not gonna be able to duplicate that effort. That's a damn good football team, it really is. That's the thing, though, is I want to ask you since you are the Chiefs fan here, can you really have any takeaways from the Steeler game, like at all? No, no. You basically, had a buy. Uh, by the way, James James makes a great point. Uh, rich or basketball players, etc. Wealthy are the people that write their checks. That's definitely ex- true. That's exactly but fucking right. When you've been collecting endorsement checks for forty years, yeah. If you're Jordan and you own some brands, you own the Hornets, you own a NASCAR uh, team now. Jordan definitely has over a billion, and LeBron, I'm sure, is somewhere close to it at some point in his career. Okay, so that's all right. So that's if you if you kept all the money you'd made in your career. Which you didn't. Yeah. Uh, you would Probably have not. you would have half enough to buy the Broncos. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, Jordan could buy his own casino. What's the what's the gambling? What's it like gambling in your own casino? Yeah, maybe he would have a chance. The to house always that. wins. So you know. Um, no, to answer your question, Scott. No, I I even tweeted that out. It was like the Chiefs still had a bye week with just they just had an extended scrimmage at the end of it. That I didn't was, see any injuries though, which was a good sign. Right, right, and nobody got. Nobody seemed to get hurt. Everybody came out of it pretty well. Um, if you want my first glances on the AFC, I like the Bills. I think the Bills are very live. It's not because they beat them earlier this season, because the Chiefs were not the same team then. It might provide a little bit of a boost because you beat them in their home arena, so you know that they are beatable. But I can't take anything away from the Steelers game. I can take a lot away from that Patriots game. Yeah. Uh, so you think you think I like them, and I think Cincinnati is a little bit live. I'm just not sold on Tennessee. Now, see, I gave out Tennessee as, as one of my future picks on a video over the weekend at plus 850. I like that play. I like the team that has been able to hold it together long enough to still get the number one seed, and they're getting arguably the best player in the NFL back, certainly the best player at his position. They're getting him back, and they're getting him rested, Scott. Uh, I can't stress how much that means 
to Derrick Henry, a guy that usually runs the ball 375 to 425 times a season uh, to have missed half the year. So I, I think there's good, I think there's good value there. Uh, I like, I like, uh, yeah, I like the, I like the bills and I like the Titans. I just don't think Cincinnati's going to have enough to win three straight games. It's possible. I just think when push comes to shove, if the game's going to be close, I'd rather be standing in front of Ryan Tannehill than Joe Burrow. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, James S said, by the way, you got that quote from Shaq. So we will give Shaq credit for that. I'd never heard it, but it's shout a, out to you, Shaq. It's also a, good, a guy who had a lot of success post basketball. It's a good one. Um, and then we had the uh, Eagles bucks uh, again. That was very similar to the chiefs Pittsburgh game. Just, one team completely outmatched. Uh, that was basically thirty-one nothing before the the Bucks called off the dogs. We learn anything there? Not really. Uh, we learned that Tampa, when they want to beat up on bad teams, can beat up on bad teams. But I think we can agree, as we mentioned before, the seven seeds probably shouldn't have been in there because they weren't good enough to make the playoffs. And the Eagles beat zero playoff teams in the entire regular season. So I'm not surprised that they struggled early against a team that got a lot of guys back. Fournette didn't even play. It didn't even matter. Nope. But Tampa looked really good. I've already just mentally penciled in Tampa Green Bay. I feel like everyone did when the bracket was actually like determined. Okay. Is there any reason to second guess that? Because that's what I got. Niners. Niners at plus 1,000. I think that's the value in the NFC right now. I. Good luck betting on Jimmy G and the Colt. I, I like Green Bay minus five and a half, especially with the injuries to Bosa and Warner yeah. in that Cowboys game. Yeah, how serious? If one I, of them can't I, play, I, I both of them can't play, they got problems. I haven't seen a report of uh, how how serious that is going forward. Have you seen injury updates today on those guys? No, the Bosa one looked bad because, I mean, he took basically a flying knee to the head. Yeah. I mean, that, that didn't look good. The Warner one, I don't know. That seemed like that was, uh, I forgot if, what it was, a hamstring issue, I think. Yeah, uh, now now I, get, think, I just got a, I just got a message that says we're having trouble s- streaming on Twitch. Maybe on Twitch's end. I don't know. I, either uh, way, when it comes to the actual Niners life. matchup, their only hope is to contain Rodgers. If Warner and Dash or Bosa are out, they're screwed. So I really like Green Bay. It opened up at five and a half. I personally took some at five and a half because it's a tradition for Green Bay to choke in the conference title game, not the divisional round. That's true, and they usually do it on the road. So going through Green Bay is huge. Uh, what's up, Bill? Did uh, he hit the Hornets and Celtics so far? Howard plus eleven looks good. You like Belmont to blow out today, Scott? Any I don't game? trust Belmont at all. I, want, I, I want, think I think Belmont uh, is a low key psycho team. I want to like them. I just I just can't quite. I really do. It. And the uh, last game on the board, Scott, was the Chiefs Steelers. Chiefs still the favorite there in the AFC uh, at pl- plus 400 to win the Super Bowl. Is that Kansas City team better than Buffalo right now? Oh, I mean, if they play a perfect game each or just based on what they actually have on the rosters? Yeah, playing that. Well, I mean, yeah. The, let's say the, I think Buffalo's ceiling this season looks higher than Kansas City's because Kansas City, I feel like, has been playing close to the ceiling for the last couple of months really uh, after that cold start Mm -hmm. buffalo's been such a jekyll and hyde team but when they're good they're really really good yeah yeah that's that same team that just dominated the patriots lost to the jags nine to six yeah so i'm not sure what they have there of course you know you can play that game with the chiefs because they were like you said they were dreadful early in the season uh they lost blowouts to buffalo to tennessee um they lose lose to cincinnati so I still have questions about that Buffalo secondary because of the injuries that they've had. So right. I am wondering without Tredavious White, if against a competent quality passer, not named Mac Jones, will they get exposed? And I think that's definitely a concern. I expect to see points in that game in the Buffalo and Kansas City game, assuming the weather isn't totally bad. Looks like it's going to be but, clear, clear and chilly, about 30 and no and no moisture. We're going to have some what's the What's the total on that one? Um, let me let me let me check it real quick. I just had the futures page because I know Kansas City's minus two and a half. Fifty-five, fifty-five. I can't really argue that, but I'm no. not taking the under. Are you? I don't know. I don't know. It could it could go. I can I see two scenarios for that game, and one of them includes the under. Okay. Uh, 
Belmont just got their asses handed to them by uh, Murray State. Exactly. We like Murray State, though. Yep. They're not bad. James Mount's in the house. What's up, James? Uh, good to see you as well. Um, should be great. We should have some good games this weekend, man. You know, we knew that we we're going to have some dogs over, over Wild Card Weekend. That's the way it works out. Although, dogs usually do really well. Dogs in the under are the play Wild Card Weekend. I've, I've laid out some stats on various videos and shit. It's, it's been a lock betting underdogs, but this weekend uh, pretty much turned the tables on that. Um, well, I was going to ask, you said you like the Niners potentially for value mm-hmm. at 10 to 1 in the NFC. Right. Do you think that, first of all, we don't know who's going to win tonight. If you're asking me, I'm leaning Rams. But assuming that Tampa beats, do you think Tampa beats the winner of Rams and Cardinals? You know, I think that's that's going to be that's going to be another good game. I think that's going to be it's going to be Tampa minus three over over either one of those teams would be my guess. I think there'll be more than three. You think there'll be more than three against Arizona? They'll probably be closer to four and a half or five. You think? I, I think I think the Rams have more. I'd say Cache. public appreciation. Yeah, just because Hopkins has been out, they've been falling apart. Kingsbury, you know, McVeigh has been to a Super Bowl, so he has a little bit more pedigree there. I think there'll be four. Against the Rams, five against Arizona, if I had to guess. Um, James says, I lost my ass on the dogs, did well in the over-unders. Yeah, that's the the dogs. Like I said, man, historical trends. Um, it was 18-0 and 0 with, for, for teasers yep. with the dogs going into the weekend. So anyone wants to know, uh, thoughts on, on Jokovic? Uh, the Australian Open starts this week. We'll talk. I had already started. I, I got Medvedev to win the tournament at plus 175. Uh, Murray and Basilashvili over 38 and a half. I think you'll get a little, I think that'll be dicey because Murray actually looked really good leading up to the tournament. He actually won a tournament. Good for him. The issue that he had with Basilashvili is that he is a talented player, but he can't really serve. And you might see a couple of sets in there with six twos. So you might potentially need five sets to get there. Because, of course, if you're looking at 38 and a half, you're hoping for tie breaks, you're hoping for seven, five, six, four, whatever. There might be one or two six twos in there because there is a chance that one of those two who are pretty inconsistent serving the actual ball might just get into a funk midway through the actual match. So if I was going to bet it, I'd probably look towards the over in sets rather than the over in games. You might want to lay juice with three and a half for sets there. But for games, it's a little bit dicey because one six two set, one six one set, and you're kind of screwed. So, I was hoping we could go an entire show without talking about COVID, but we really can't do that. Your thoughts on, on Jokovic kicking him out? What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, the whole thing seemed to be extreme chaos. Uh, it, a matter of not nobody really knowing what was going to happen next. Of course, you make the argument that Djokovic should have gotten vaccinated if he wanted to participate. I still also believe, while that is true, the country of Australia could have done a better job of making it clearer, in my opinion. I feel like there was a lot that seemed to be either made up as they went along or a lot that seemed to be conflicting, I'd say, facts or standards regarding medical exemptions, etc. I think both sides are at fault. That's really all I have to say, but I do think Djokovic is more at fault than the country of Australia. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. I mean, that's... If 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 I'm uh, if if I'm Joe Schmo down under living in Perth, and I've been under some of the most onerous restrictions and lockdowns over the last two years, and they let fucking Djokovic in the country because he's a tennis player without being vaccinated, I'm going to be pissed off. I do think the three year ban, quote unquote, is nonsense. I think that's ridiculous. I think if you want to send him away for one year, that's fine. Three seems a bit excessive to me. Uh, again, of course, if he doesn't get vaccinated next year, then don't let him in. But preemptively banning him for three years, give me a break. That's, that's a little bit excessive in my book. That's the Australian rules. I mean, that's I mean, that's you knew you knew that going in. You, that they didn't just pull that out of their ass. So, I mean, you know, that's a possibility going in. Well, they didn't. It's tricky though because, of course, that was the general standard. But he got a medical exempt exemption, whatever that means. And apparently, at least according to the initial court rulings, that was good enough. And then they went back to it and they banned him again. So I'm a little bit confused how, if it was so clear cut, then how did the courts overrule the decision-making the first time around? 
Something doesn't add up. Good point. All right, there you go. Um, as far as tonight's action goes, Scott, we got a lot of action. College ranks. Anything you, uh, anything you like there? James says he likes the Blues tonight. By the way, in the NHL, Blues, Blues have been good. Yeah, been playing so good hockey. I can't go against that. They're a good team. Um, let me actually just see quickly. Blues are playing Nashville minus mm-hmm. one thirty. Yeah, Blues are a better team, especially at home. I don't mind that around minus one thirty. Um, Islanders lay in two hundred. No sir, not, not me. Uh Philly's been so bad. Though. I know Philly I know. is so bad. Is this a rare moment where you might consider an Islanders over because Philly can't stop anybody? It I don't could, know. Could be. I'm, I know my kid's going to go right into the teeth of that. I know he'll be playing Islanders under parlay tonight. I'm sure he will, but Philly cannot stop anybody. I know they just hand out goals all the time. It's he better hope for four to one. That's all I'm saying. Um. Anything else grab you out there? Vegas laying a short number against a, a pretty damn good uh, Pittsburgh team. I think that's a pass. Uh, that seems like a game where I think Pittsburgh's really, really good. Of course, Malkin being back and all. But Vegas at home, we know how good they've been in years past. That seems like a complete stay away for me. That's like a coin flip. Can I interest you in the Battle of the Dogs? Taking a little spin on the Leafs, catching plus money at Arizona? Uh, I'm sorry, what? Said the Leafs were catching plus money. Yeah, plus one. <laughs> that's right, plus one fifteen. Arizona's minus one thirty-five. This is hockey we're talking about. <laughs> this is hockey that we're talking about. Yes. Uh That's right. The Arizona Coyotes that, are. That's not Toronto. That's that's the Maple. No, that's Canadians. Or Montreal. Sorry, Canadian. Sorry. That's a not huge Maine. difference. Yes, it is. That's a huge difference. I understand. Toronto and Montreal. You're right. I was so confused. That's why I said I said two terrible hockey teams. I know, but Toronto's one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. That's why I was really lost. I'm like, all right. Um, and under no circumstance am I laying 135 I'm not all, with Arizona. I, I, James, I'm not all confused. I'm just, I'm just confused about one game. <laughs> Montreal is right now the worst team in the league, just record-wise. But I, if you think I'm laying 135 with Arizona, you're <laughs> like, I, I can't do that. Uh... I am tempted a little bit by Minnesota. Minnesota's getting a very nice plus price against Colorado. Of course, Colorado's the best team in the league right now. It's really not Especially close. at home. Minnesota, though, is really not that bad. I really don't mind a plus one and a half goals there for Minnesota. So the Avs have won, what, 14 in a row at home now? You're, it's a bloodbath. You're going to go into the teeth of that? It's not a matter of going to the teeth of it. It's a matter of looking at the number and looking at how good Minnesota's been this season. Okay. And I think that Minnesota should be priced more in the... I'd say plus 190 range. Okay. I think it's a little bit much. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, maybe take a spin on the puck line there. I'd also look at Buffalo. Buffalo stinks. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. I'm not laying 135 with Detroit. Okay. That's just not happening. Um. Yeah, two bad hockey teams playing there. Okay. Um, if you have two bad teams against each other, when in doubt, just take the plus money. Because you know both teams are stupid. So you just need one thing to go your way. Hope everybody had Purdue. That was a lock. I never earned out. <laughs> Double overtime. Um, trying to for see college what... basketball. Somebody, uh, somebody talking. Somebody talking about Pennsylvania upset in Princeton. Could happen. Princeton seems like they're the best team in the Ivy, or one of them. But Penn's been kind of. They've been a little bit chippy. I, I don't mind that. I know the line's three and a half. Penn's been pretty good lately, so I don't mind that. Uh, Citadel over uh, seems like a play potentially against Mercer. Uh, besides that, I'm really torn on the Indiana game because Nebraska is so bad everywhere. Yeah, but Indiana's still winless on the road. Do I want to lay eight with the Hoosiers? Eh, but I recognize how bad Nebraska actually is, so that's a little bit tricky. Yeah. Are you blindly interested in Florida A&M because they're only minus six against Mississippi Valley State? You have to look at that, right? I mean, we talked about Mississippi Valley State been playing better this season, which is a low bar, but they've been playing better, not as far as their overall record, but as far as covering the number, they've they've been much better. Uh, they did cover against Bethune Cookman on Saturday night, so I'm not getting involved there. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna play outrageous shit, I'm gonna play Stephen F. Austin, Fade Lamar. That fucking Lamar team is just dreadful. They can't they can't. Score I thought I thought about that too. Shooting, I believe they're 0-10 on the road. Uh, yep, shooting 41% from from uh, from distance or from from the uh, the field rather. Sorry. 
And uh, Stephen F. Austin plays good defense. Uh, Eric is asking what overs we like today. I like the over in the football game. I, I think there's going to be points. Uh, I don't, it's a matter of that both teams we know can generate big plays. You're bringing Eric Weddle back? Yeah, let's talk about that. Like, do you have nobody on your secondary? Let's talk about point? let's talk about that game a little bit for tonight, Scott, because uh, we do have uh, we're getting low here on on time. As always, the Monday show just flies. Rams minus three and a half, 49 and a half is the total there. A lot of people on the under. Um, I'm not interested in the under. Are you? No, no, I'm not. This is that's not the way those games have gone. I went back. When I hear that a guy in the secondary, sorry, when I hear a guy that's coming out of retirement for the first time in about a year and a half mm-hmm. to play in a playoff game, I have no faith in backing your defense because besides Jalen Ramsey, the fact that you're considering to bring back Weddle means you basically have no safeties that you actually like on the roster right now. Right. So I'm assuming Arizona should do pretty well moving the ball. Of course, Kingsbury's going to do some stupid stuff. But Connor's back. He's been really good this year. And we know that Stafford, even though he's inconsistent, a pick six helps your over. So there's always that in your back pocket. But Arizona's defense has been getting torched for well, the last month. So. Well, I will say, I will say this. Connor is not is still not officially back. He is he is questionable for this one. He played against Seattle though, didn't he? Uh yeah, but he's had he's it's a rib thing, man. So I mean he's probably gonna go, but how effective will it be? I I'm not sure. So and he has been very good. Um, JJ Watts going to go tonight. Does that matter to you? It matters because he is going to take some attention away from Chandler Jones. Right. But snap count, he hasn't played what in four months. Yeah, uh, close. Yeah, I remember 10, 11 weeks, something like that, probably. Is he just the symbolic Willis Reed la- locker room speech? Play a couple snaps, see you later type of game. I, I don't know because if you look at the stats, the the stats with him and without him on defense are unbelievable. His individual stats are absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing. But the stats of the defense with him and without him are night and day. It's 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 phenomenal. So I don't know if it's just a different blocking scheme, if it's his presence. I don't know what the what the reason is. Uh, Watt was on IR, Browns backer. He was on uh, retrievable IR though, and he came on. They he, activated him. He activated. Yeah, he's going. He's he's going. But buddy. the way that's what I'm looking at though is that he, Watt. I don't know how much he's going to play. Of course, he has a ton of experience, and we know what he's done in his prime, which is one of the best primes of all time for a defensive player. Yep. But I do wonder that secondary for the last couple of weeks has been absolutely brutal. So do I trust Arizona secondary? to finally figure it out? No, because they played a Monday night football and I still remember Stafford torching that team. Yep. So I like the over. Yeah. And you know, the thing I I rewatched both those games, that's what I was going to tell you. I I watched both those games over the weekend. And the thing that really stood out to me was Kyler Murray was under pressure. Almost every play they sacked, they sacked him seven times, but fuck, he ran for his life almost all the time. And he's still Mm -hmm. not making, he's still not a great, out of the pocket passer, which is weird because you would think as mobile as he is, and that's his entire game, is if he's got to have lanes to throw that he'd be better at it, but he's not. He's inconsistent. He can throw some dimes fifty yards down the field on the on the run, and then he can throw some passes that look like fucking Ben Roethlisberger last night. By the way, did Ben throw a good pass over fifteen yards last night? Uh touchdown pass to Deontay Johnson. Okay. All right. He's wide enough. open, but that counts, I guess. All right, fair enough. Um so as far as my game, I've got I've got a side as far as the uh, as far as premium goes. The total, I don't want anywhere near the under in this game, Scott. I just I just don't. I'm uh, I'm going to ask you a question though uh-oh. because the streak officially got broken. Mm-hmm. But if the Rams are winning at halftime, do you just load up on Rams money line because McVay is no longer undefeated when his team is leading at the half? But isn't he thirty eight and zero? Or thirty-eight and one. I mean, mm-hmm. still a pretty thirty-eight. Still a pretty fair trend. Yep. When his team is leading at halftime, so keep that in mind. He also has a pretty fair record against uh, Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Well, against Arizona, I think he preceded Kingsbury by a year, right? Yeah, but I feel like that's the well. Arizona had the one-year coach. Uh, Wil was it Wilkins? I'm yeah, trying to remember what his uh, name. Was. Steve Wilkos. Yeah. <laughs> no, not quite. That's, the, I, I, that's I, the, the point. The, is they had somebody. <laughs> it starts with W. But either way. 
that's I feel like that's the deciding factor for me. I feel like this game should be close, but do I trust Kingsbury, whose teams have really seemed to constantly fall apart down the stretch of the season, to show up and play well? Because we talked about form on our uh, NFL show for this weekend, and that's why we were both hesitant on the Patriots. It's because they were so awful against good teams leading into the playoffs, we thought it might be a bad sign of things to come. And I do wonder if that's going to be the same exact thing with Arizona in this game. That's a great question. Uh, Chris Lyons said he's got a 10-point teaser. He's got the Dallas. Well, that was good. Uh, got there. Lakers over and Rams over. I think he means Dallas, the Mavericks. I think that's what he means. Okay. Fair enough. Either way. All right. Well, then it doesn't go as well. Still, It's still questionable. The jury's mm-hmm. still out. All right. So, uh, yeah, let's do it, bud. Let's get to it. Let's do our thing. Again, uh, don't forget to check us out tonight. Don't forget um, that we're going to be late tomorrow. Who do you like to score a touchdown tonight, Scott? Any uh, A touchdown or first touchdown? I think he said A touchdown. Um, uh, well, I mean, Cup's going to be the obvious choice, but of course you're probably laying. Where's your sneaky I don't know money? if I want to lay with Cup. Uh, <laughs> I would look for Odell touchdown. I know he had one in the – I forgot if he had one or two in the last game against Arizona, but he's been pretty solid in the red zone. I think Higby is a good option. Yeah, I know is. Michelle's a bit banged up, so I am curious if you will see more Cam Akers in this game, but I really don't expect the Rams to have much success running the ball. I would look more towards the pass catchers. So I'm looking at Odell and I'm looking at Higby. If you wanted to for the Rams, if Connor plays, I'm really tempted by Connor just because it seems like in the red zone they force-feed him the ball. And if you want another one, a little bit of a long shot here. I like Wesley for Arizona, because it seems like they've been using him all the time in the red zone, and he's guaranteed to get at least one jump ball in the red zone per game. Give me some Ertz. Give me some Ertz. Wesley's a huge plus price, but I do think there's value on it. Okay. Um, Trying to see here. Uh... Got a price on Ertz? Uh, let me see what I find. Um, two fifty, two forty, something like that, maybe. If I had to guess, I would assume one ninety. But let me see what we got. Um, all right, so Cup is minus one sixty-five. That's not surprising. Odell's plus one forty. Okay. Connor's plus one thirty. Uh, what else do we got here? Ertz is plus two twenty-five. Okay, that's pretty close. I said two thirty. Wesley's four to one. I like Wesley at four to one. Uh, I think if you're going for a little sleeper uh, value play for any time touchdown, keep an eye on Wesley because he gets a lot of jump balls in the red zone. Fair enough. Uh, here's a here's a combo. You can get Cooper Cup and Zach Ertz one plus receiving touchdown each plus 330. I don't hate that. Okay. Jones says you better get a nap. We're going to do the show tonight. I'm sure you will get a nap this afternoon, won't you? Yeah, it's like you're reading my mind. Dude, I, I, I'm fine. I sleep like 3 to 11, so I'm good. I'm I'm. It's, that's right in my wheelhouse. So, all right, let's do it, buddy. Let's get to it here. This is the uh, the kickoff edition. We've uh, got a little uh, mini mini streak going again, Scott. It is time once again for everybody to put on your overalls. Get your nice Sunday uh, overalls on. Put those on another day. They're clean enough. Go ahead, strap them up, both straps, because we're getting fancy. And climb aboard your John Deere tractor. Fire that bad boy up, because it's the time for the Monday edition of Bet the Farm. Scott, how'd we do over the weekend? How'd that Friday pick go? We had go? the Heat, minus four against the, the Hawks, and they won by six. Woohoo! Cue to banjos! Yeehaw! Yeehaw! All right, there you go. So, we, uh, we have one cooked up for tonight, Scott. And uh, what's it going to be, my friend? What is today's Bet the Farm? So, we're going to look at college basketball. It's a matchup between Murray State and Eastern Illinois. And with Eastern Illinois playing, you know where we're going. We like the under. 133. Eastern Illinois Why is that, has Scott? played 13 games against D1 teams this season. 13-0 to the under. Eastern Illinois is they're, averaging just 56.5 points per game. They're the team you think Uwe Pui is, by the way. And you're looking at the pace numbers. Eastern Illinois. 
274th in pace. Murray State, 192nd. Translation, a lot of half-court possessions, not many transition opportunities. And Murray State has been pretty good at defense against these bottom feeder teams. The under is 4-1 and one in Murray State's last five road games versus a team with a losing home record. At the end of the day, one team's 13-0 and to the under. We're going to keep taking the under. There you go. There you go. So if you're wondering what I took for premium plays today, you should check that out because I, if I passed on this one, you know I got a couple good ones lined up in the hopper there. So we like this play very, very much. This has been a play that's been very good to me for a uh, for the last few weeks anyway. I believe it's undefeated for you. It is undefeated for me. Of course it is because they're 13-0, dude. 13-0 to the under. <laughs> yeah, exactly. absolutely true. So get yourself down on Eastern Illinois. This is a bad offensive team. If they top 55, if, if they top 60, this is the team I think that's been above 60 uh, once this season. Uh, no, no. Against tw- the one team. Tw- twice. Definitely. They, they've, they've, I think they've totaled 60 and 61 against really bad D1 teams. So I see them topping out 57, 58. I think that leaves us plenty of meat on the bone. To get By the way, I'd get there pretty quickly. Game starts at around 430 Eastern. Yep. Get down on that sucker. All right. There you go, guys. Good tip. Good tip indeed. All right, that's going to do it for part one of our day of fun here. Uh, make sure you guys do stop by and check us out here this evening. And we'll be talking uh, talking with you live for the uh, NFL Monday night, first ever Monday night football game. Turn off the Manning Brothers. Turn on the Scots. You guys have a great day. Good luck on all your plays. Thanks for joining us once again. We do this each and every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as we do our best to help you to head back to the window. You guys have a great day. We'll see you later.